Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. I love another opportunity to get on and have a little tea box dysfunction with yours truly alongside the caddy, Michael Collins. Hi, the Maddie. This is Maddie and the Caddy, the podcast. You know the drill. At Maddie and Caddy, M-A-T-T-Y, the word and, C-A-D-D-I-E. That is both the Instagram and the Twitter. Before we get started on today's program, we need to talk about our friends at Theragun. The stress of daily life weighs on us all. Well, I mean, if sitting on the couch is stressful, whether you're an elite athlete or just a regular person to get through the day, muscle pain and muscle tension is a real thing. That's why I use Theragun, and I do use it, and it is fantastic. The handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. Perfectly weighted and ergonomically sound, Theragun's unique multi-grip design maximizes ease, comfort, usability with zero stress or pressure on the forearms, hands, and wrists, whether you're treating yourself or others. Now, they sent the Theraguns to Caddy and I, and they are... If you can get through the freak of how that sounded, I fire mine up. Before a workout, after a workout, it's a great thing. Pre-golf, post-golf, I like walking when I golf. Try Theragun risk-free for 30 days or your money back by going to theragun.com slash Maddie, T-H-E-R-A-G-U-N.com slash Maddie. For a limited time, our listeners to this podcast get a free charging stand with the purchase, a $79 value. That's theragun.com slash Maddie. Theragun.com slash Maddie. Okay. Thank you, Theragun. <laughs> telling you, it's it's amazing. Oh, it's awesome. So if you're just tuning in this week, we Caddy and I have some stuff to banter about. If you haven't listened to the Carson Daily episode, I implore you to do so. Oh yeah. I've had people reach out um, and just talk about how great uh, the Carson interview was. Uh, so get back and, and listen to some of the old archived podcasts, Tony Finau, Carson Daly, uh, Webb Simpson, Cheyenne, Cheyenne Woods. Yeah. Yep. So we, we've got a ton of them out there for you. Uh, today we're going to talk about a couple of things. One, the PGA Tour and its new schedule, hoping to be back in action in June. Why I still believe that I'm right. Wait, right as far as patrons? Yes. Oh, so we're gonna so get into just, that. You and are then, like you're like Marcus Spears arguing LeBron being the goat over Jordan. Oh, we're gonna get into that too because we're gonna talk about episode last dance. four of the last yes. chance up in just a minute. All right. So first, the proposed schedule to get back in June. Why you say it, proposed, man? It's it, it not, it's not in ink. <laughs> yeah, I think every, I think life is in pencil right now. Number two pencil. Big yes. eraser head. Huge eraser, yeah. So the tentative, which we believe is going to happen, start would be at the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial Country Club in Fort Worth, June 11th through June 14th, uh, hoping to play 14 more events. Do you uh, believe it's going to happen? We're I'm seven 80- weeks. Listen, from today, we are recording this Monday, 420, 20, 20. Hold up. We're recording this <coughs> 
420. Yeah, give me some chips. If you so, haven't adjusted edibles by now, it's your problem. Go ahead. <laughs> so this is seven weeks out to okay. today. Seven weeks. I know. Until the first event is going down. And I spoke to the mayor last Thursday. A mayor or the mayor of Fort Worth? No, no, the the mayor, Betsy Price of Fort Worth. Wonderful woman. Yeah, she's love a, Fort Worth. She's America. a cyclist, which yeah. is funny. I mean, she was great about talking. We had we had a really good conversation. You could use a Theragun. Use a Theragun? She could if she's a cyclist. Anyways. Yeah, big ahead. time. Sorry. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I, I, I don't on, mean to get you off track. Go on ahead. the legs. Absolutely. Big time. We laughed about the. I told her I cycled way back in the day, but now I'm not in the shape unless it's you got an all downhill course. But I listen in talking. Number one, I was on the conference call with the tour Mm -hmm. when they made the announcement about this new schedule. And I'm doing the air quotes new schedule. This is the third one. There were so many questions they couldn't answer. So right. three phone calls I was on that are extremely pertinent here. Number one, the when the tour made the announcement, I was on that teleconference call with them. And they more questions than answers. Number okay. two. Okay, wait, 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 stop right there. Cool. This is where you start telling stories and I got to interview no, you. No, I'm just this, the three people. Yeah, but I just want to ask, what? give me an example of a question they couldn't answer. I'll give you a couple of them. Number right. one. They they know of 25 players and 35 caddies that are not in the country right now. Yep. They don't know how they're getting them back in. Okay. No clue. And when the players do get back in, how are they getting quarantined? Are they getting quarantined? Or are they just, uh, you you know, you don't have a fever and you look pretty good. Come on, man. You know, <laughs> try not to sneeze while you're here. Like that's, they have no idea how that's going to happen. They don't even know how caddy player interaction is going to happen. How, what do you mean? Why does how that are the matter? Bikes, I'm sorry. Is there not social distancing? There's but, six feet. So right. how, how they don't know how, like, how is the caddy and player interaction around the golf bag? How so is if that you're gonna, my caddy and I'm the player, yep. what's going to be our interaction? Yes. Same as it ever was. No, it isn't. It can't be. Yes, it can. No, it can't. I can't touch the clubs if you're going to touch them. See, that's the thing. That's why I don't think it's going to happen unless they just get over that. Yeah, see, like, how am I getting the flag stick out of the hole? Because it's not, we're not going to put swim noodles down there like it's on my course. That's what's on or, my course. Our, in our hole, in our, in yeah, our club. Yeah, those swim hole. noodles are down yeah. so that the hole's only about two inches. Correct. So it, when they have the raised... So wear gloves. But I don't like... No, what, that, it doesn't prevent the spread like people think if i have plastic gloves on i can't spread it like that's ridiculous that's like some of the some of the people wearing masks one guy cut out the bottom part of water (laughs) one of the water jugs five gallon water jugs and he was wearing it on his head with the top open how how do you think this is protecting people wear snorkels like wearing (coughs) wearing gloves not going to protect you just because you have gloves on, you think, oh, man, the virus sees the gloves and be like, oh, we can't jump on that. Yeah. No, no virus, love, no love. What are we doing here? Then? <laughs> that's, exactly, <laughs> that's, that's what's so ridiculous is so much of this hasn't been thought through. Which okay, brings so me. Stop. Let me just ask you. What, okay. That, okay. Get through other points. Go that ahead. was the first one. 
That's the first one, right? And so they don't know how the players are going to get there. They don't know how the interactions is going to go. That gets me to the second okay. portion of And we're still at the golf course. That's right. I spoke to Ryan Palmer, who's a member of Colonial Country Club. Yep. The club, as of now, is technically closed. It's not scheduled to stay closed. But now because of this, it's going to have to. Members are not going to be allowed not only at their club, but now members can't even sneak onto the golf course, which have you've been to Colonial before. Numerous times. So how are you fencing that off? How are you keeping – it's in a neighborhood. Yeah. How are you going to keep people out of that golf course? Put a fence up? Put a fence on the whole thing? How are you keeping people out of stuff right now? Right. You're saying that – like Jacksonville opened the beach up for a certain amount of time. I'm saying you put you police and security at the entrance of Colonial Country Club, and Who's, if you're not a player or a caddy, you're not getting in. Who's paying all those extra police to, like, guard the fences? Ask the mayor. And Probably here's another, the city well, of Fort Worth. Who's built? Who's putting them fences up? Fences for what? To keep people out. If you don't have fences, I could be literally walk. If I live there, I could come out of my house and just walk onto the golf course. Well, how do people keep people that aren't members there out of there anyway? There is a full crew of security and volunteers. This is what I'm saying. Oh, you know, here's how they do it. Here's people. thousands of fans, dude. It's not going to be hard when there's just players and caddies. How many sick people does it take? What do you mean? How many sick people does it take to get someone screw else? in a light bulb? What do you <laughs> it only takes one. It only okay. takes for one sick person to get on that golf course and get close enough to contact somebody else. And now you're spreading oh. it. And but now, there, was, there you go. See, even, even your boy knows. Yeah, See, O'Shea, yeah, O'Shea knows. Even hey. O'Shea understands. <clears throat> That's what I'm saying. Like, when you say <laughs> you don't need the volunteers because you're not going to have thousands of people, I understand that too, but you still have to have the security there because it only takes one. It only takes one person, and if that one person gets a player or a caddy sick, yeah. now you just got 180 people sick. All right, or, so I understand what you're saying, but what I'm trying to tell you with that is it's it's not going to be that hard to find a person going rogue because there's not going to be anybody out there. So when when Jeff and Mary, who live behind the course, mosey on over their backyard on the whole 12, someone's going to be like, uh, Jim and Mary just came out of their backyard. Guys, you got to go back in. You can't be out here. Yeah, well, someone has to get there to them before and and – Jim and Mary might be on the front side, and then, you know, Bill, Tom, and Skip are going to be on the back side, and they're all spread out. All I'm saying I, is all of this, but my point in all of this is, in number two, is that none of that has been worked out. Which we're it seven, will be. We're seven, seven weeks. weeks out. Seven weeks out. Listen, right now, they couldn't, I don't know that they can hire a crew to put the fencing up. Like, this is not a, we'll have it up in a couple of hours. Or this is not, we'll have it up in a day. There are gates and there are all kinds of things that have to happen for it too, which this is still on the golf course, which brings me to number three. Okay. And this was the conversation with the mayor. Great. Mayor Price, excited. I know you're extremely excited too. Yes, absolutely. Show off the city. Will the infrastructure be in place? 
You're talking about 108. If it's a 140-man field, that's yep. 280 guys. Yep. Players and caddies. That doesn't count if we do a skeleton crew, PGA Tour officials and, and uh, PGA Tour people. That doesn't count a skeleton television compound and crew. Let's say at the very minimum, 100. 80 to 100. Now, what about media? Where are all these people staying? Where are all these people eating? And if you have something that our take out. Has, something that take out from where? How you get there? Catering, catering where at the hotel? This is one thing Bob Harrick brought up this morning that I didn't even think of because the the mayor did say, you know, we have one or two of our biggest hotels in the city, and we were hoping we could get everyone in those two one to two hotels, maybe three, right? Which is awesome. How am I getting down from the twentieth floor? The elevator. With who? How are you social distance in an elevator, bro? If I'm on the twentieth floor and we stop three times and four people get in there and one person coughs and sneezes and has it, and are you gonna tell me that the only people allowed in those hotels now, the only people that can be in those hotels are people associated with the tournament? Other, and now staff. Elevators are your problem? And staff and is the tour and the city shutting down the hotel to everyone else because in order to keep everyone in one central or two central locations you can't allow any outside elements is that a risk that the tour you think the tour is willing to take and look you're normally like debbie downer i'm like happy gilmore and super optimistic but i'm looking at this myself and going i don't you telling me in seven weeks you got all these problems figured out figured out and you still don't have the okay from the health officials there you still don't have a green light from them that should be problem number one hotels and elevators are problem number 655 exactly but that's but it but here's the thing about that is it's it's something that might seem small but in our world right now in the world that we live in it's huge so when let me you ask have you belief, something well, let me ask you a question. <laughs> You're telling me they put out Jay Monahan, who does a phenomenal job. You're telling me they put this out without going through any of these checks and balances. I'm telling you that when questions like these were raised in the conference call, the answer was it's a fluid situation and we haven't covered that yet. All right, so, so they don't even know. Here's the other thing: they don't even know. Are players going to be tested before they get to the event? Yes, they should the be. Me- why? What do you mean why? Well, seems pretty easy of a question. Wouldn't you want to test them after they've got on site at the hotel? Because the mayor said she was hopeful or thinking that maybe testing would be done at the hotels before they left the hotel because if you have a 45 minute test before you even go to the golf course let's find out if you're good to go well shouldn't you be tested when you arrive in fort worth and how are you getting everybody those tests let me tell you something first of all at the condo building that we live in in florida full disclosure I'm, we're up in connecticut now at our place in connecticut building we live out in florida there's elevators we were yeah. all fine and 
there our doorman had a, a forehead thermometer for guests and anyone who didn't live there. To take, okay. So if you had a, a temperature of 100.4, you weren't allowed in the building. Right. And that does not – that is not helpful to anyone who's asymptomatic, which for the first four days you are. So the first four days when you're – when you're when you're extremely not just vulnerable but ex- extremely um uh, what's the word I'm looking for when contagious you contagious you you might you might not have a fever at all heck okay. my uncle my uncle <laughs> I'm gonna throw my uncle Phil under the bus my uncle Phil went like to Uncle the Phil from Fresh Prince something like that yeah how funny is it that I look like Uncle Phil I got an uncle named Phil and his last name's Collins too and he can't even sing in the shower. My uncle Phil went to the doctor, and when he got to the doctor, they, of course, were taking his blood pressure, taking his temperature, and they were starting to freak out because he had a low-grade temperature until they realized that he was wearing a mask and had four layers of clothes on and gloves. Right. So anybody anybody can look like they have a low-grade fever and not really have one. So it doesn't save you from asymptomatic people. Okay, but if we continue to... To do this and right. by this, how you're progressing with everything, do you understand that we're never going to get back to anything? No, we we are going to get back to it. And this is, look, I'll be I the first. Having talked to where it comes, but you got to remember like what Tony Finau said, where Tony Finau did not agree with Roy McElroy that everyone should be tested and shown to be negative before they even get out there. So I talked to Scott Piercy and was asking Scott, yo. You know, what's the play? What you think here? You you and you know what Rory said. And he was like, nah, what did Rory say? So I was like, Well, Rory said this. And when I said it, Piercy straight up was like, Man, F Rory. Like, at some point you gotta go or get off the pot. That's what I'm it's, saying. You gotta it's go. It's gonna be a risk no matter what. No matter Correct. what, it's gonna be a risk. But you wanna minimize two things. You wanna minimize the minimize the risk. Because you don't wanna be Which you're doing without patrons significantly significantly minimizing the risk to them and the players well the players are the players the players are traveling to get there and the players are still exposed to people like rental car or courtesy car somebody got to drive them in there yeah but here's where you're missing in all this and this is one of my biggest problems with this whole situation i'm gonna tread lightly here when we're in this, we're just talking about our our little niche. Yes, so I yes, agree. We're only talking about our little niche, not everyone everywhere. No, but where I will say about everyone everywhere is that the stay in place, shelter in place, quarantine order goes out the window when you go grocery shopping or when you go to the pharmacy. Or when you go get some of these necessities. But that's Even why with, social distancing is in place. Michael, that goes out the window when you go grocery shopping. It doesn't go out the window if you're social distancing because of how this virus how spreads. How is that different than being outside then? Like, we can't, like... Because I you, and I, you and I being outside, let's say me and you go play golf together and we're walking the course, like, I got a push cart, you got a push cart... Which I did yesterday. Yeah, but me too. I'm looking out at the course right now. And so it is easy for us to stay six to, to eight feet apart. It's very easy to do. 
right now, every grocery store that I've been to, every time that we've gone out anywhere, whether it be Target, all of that, because they are really limiting the amount of people depending on the square footage of the building, right? It is easy to social distance. It's easy to do. It is not easy. I'm going to encounter more people in the Target, the Trader Joe's, wherever I go, than Webb Simpson and Caddy are when they go play a Colonial. You're forgetting about the employees. You're forgetting about the people stocking the shelves. Right. who's, Who's working the airline for them to get there? These dudes ain't all flying private. We're not talking Well, about. it's basically flying private right now. Someone who did a little bit of traveling at the beginning <laughs> of this thing, my flights were empty. Which is a good thing, but you're still encountering people when you get to the airport, when you go through the airport. Right. Are there TSA agents there or yes. is that out the window now? Well, there you go. Like you're encountering them. But that They're still touching and going can- through your stuff. But that's counterproductive to your argument earlier. I was going to bring up the airport as an example of how you're going to handle Colonial as a compound. You're going to have there's more people working the airport right now than there are going to be at Colonial. Mm, I don't know. Well, no, if not necessarily. Gonna, if you're going to do this, you got to do it. You got to treat the caddy like your spouse. I'm living with my wife right now. We're in the same house. You got to treat it like you, you just you. Look, so you say social distancing shouldn't apply between player and caddy? No. Either do it or don't. Period. Either do it or don't. I I, I, I don't look, I'm still trying to come up with I tell you what, I'm gonna give you this. I'm gonna give you this. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually agree with you on that. But I'm gonna agree with you and say this say this with it. Maybe it's because you you know you're doing the Hollywood blur the background thing out, so you kinda <laughs> look cool, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Since we're on a Skype call, uh, I'm going to agree with you, but I'm going to say the disaster that becomes the PGA Tour and the flood of lost sponsors, if one guy tests positive after this happens, is very similar to the analogy that Reinsdorf used in Last Dance when he told Michael Jordan, I'm gonna give you a pill. I'm gonna give you ten pills. Nine of them will cure you, and one of them will kill you. And you're telling, and and the tour is basically willing to throw those dice. But well, I was about a headache, and it was the quote of the first two episodes. That was awesome. Depends on how, depends how bad the headache is. Uh, <laughs> but the tour knows that. Tour knows that. Player knows that. If Tour didn't want to do it, they wouldn't risk themselves. If player doesn't want to play because they're scared of getting sick, then don't play. Nah, that man, goes back to my listen. either do it or you don't. Or follow the money. What's the first tournament coming out? Colonial. No, what's it called? Charles Schwab. Charles Schwab Challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a little bit, I mean, didn't they just lose the Charles Schwab Cup in the Champions Tour? Here's where I disagree with Aren't that. Aren't they one of the big... Oh, oh, man. Here's why I disagree with that. If you're talking about follow the money, they would have never canceled the NCAA tournament. I'm, we're not talking we're about talking, the NCAA. We're talking I'm so, billions and I billions of dollars. Listen, how long did they hold out? They held out. I'm not saying, I'm not saying they didn't hold out. All I'm saying is, look, if you... And we're part of it, too. Like It's not like this doesn't benefit us, but if we got to be honest about this stuff. It's like, you know, the fact that Charles Schwab is going to be the first, the Charles Schwab Challenge is going to be the first one 
that comes back and and has availability is like okay well i can kind of see that rbc oh well that makes a little bit of sense too then like okay but let's let's call right. it what it is and that's fine like it's obviously the tour trying their best to help out sponsors because of what the millions and millions it would mean in advertised just by having their corporate logo in the background regardless of fans all right so here's the last thing we'll say on this as we wrap this portion of the podcast up i think money went out the window for all of this stuff a long time ago i think it's been proven i will lead with you the question you led with me after breaking this down what percentage chance do you have this of happening 50 right now it's 50 50 either it does or it doesn't it's fit. I would say it's a coin flip. It's a coin flip because yeah, that's about right. It's a coin flip because what's because a lot of the battles that are happening right now with people that are like going, like, we're going to take back such and such and dude, like we're not going to follow the social distancing. We're not going to follow stay in place. We're going to go do our own things. And what's going to happen is if another small outbreak starts happening again, then it's basically like hitting the reset button, which is why they've done it the way they've done it from the jump. It's like, listen, if we can all just sit tight for a minute and we as a people in the United States are not used to being able to told to being told what we can and can't do, where we can and can't go at a place so big. So it's right. difficult for people to, to say, all right, man, we'll just hunker down for a second. So it's 50-50. I was, a week ago, I would have said 30% chance this actually happens. I'm actually a little bit more optimistic now because we're seven weeks out. Mm -hmm. But even at seven weeks out, I would say it's only a 50% chance. And I think there are some signs because of how this schedule has set up it not happening. The other thing we got to talk about that the tour brought up in that teleconference as well is the other reason that they set the schedule to be what it is. So we were originally supposed to have 49 tour events in this wraparound schedule. If we start that week of June 8th to the 14th with the Charles Schwab challenge, they, they will have a 36 event season that they will consider a full season. And a full season would be all the FedEx cup points, all the, all the bonuses paid out the whole thing. When they were asked, what's the cutoff number? What's the number of events that it would not be considered a complete season? The tour did not have an answer for that. Yeah, but that's going to be a moving target because every like it's like any other pro sport right now. How many games is going to be a completed season in MLB? Are you going to go right into the playoffs in the NBA? Or do you need another mini training camp, the NHL? Like, I don't. I don't much care much about that topic of the conversation only because no one knows anything. You can basically make what you want to make it. Are you going to go to FedEx? Are you going to go to FedEx and say, we're going to have a 10 event season and we want you to pay out full. You're acting like FedEx is the only company that's been impacted by this. I'm acting. I am acting like the tour is also still making business decisions because they have to. Oh no, I agree with you. But at some point, if I'm of the opinion that if the tour came out tomorrow and said, 
playing the four major championships. After that, we're going right to the FedEx Cup playoffs, and that's going to be it. It is what it is right now. That would have to be okay for everybody, or it doesn't happen. It's mm, one or the other. It 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 would not be okay with everybody, and they would not but be. Again, you're not you going to have. And everybody that it's not okay with, I don't care either. We yeah, are in a. It would not be. Oh. It would not be okay with like the world number one who's not qualified for the playoffs. Like you can't just shrug your shoulders at these independent would you, contractors. Would you use, you use major championships as qualifiers as well. It doesn't. You're, but you're speculating now on that the the biggest names are going to make it and play okay. You know what this says to me? Uh-huh. Just proves everything I've always said about the FedEx Cup. No one still understands it. <laughs> So if we got to go through all this and the number one ranked, number one ranked player in the world isn't going to get in, where's there the problem? Is it with well, this the or is it with the played, format? The Masters isn't scheduled to be played till after. I'm the just asking. If the number one <laughs> player in the world isn't qualified for your playoff, what's the problem? The playoff or the player? <laughs> right. You heard Gaddy bring it up earlier. Um, the last dance, it was phenomenal. Remind you all to tune into the last dance behind the scenes look at the 90 Chicago Bulls dynasty. Continue Sunday, this Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, parts three and four. And make sure to listen up to the wrap up podcast hosted by Jalen and Jacoby immediately following the broadcast presented by State Farm and AT&T. It's available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Okay. That was so awesome. And I, that argument about who the goat is, is like, come on, man. It's not an argument. I know. I know. Not only is it not an argument between Michael and LeBron, it's not an argument between LeBron and Kobe. It's Kobe <laughs> over LeBron. Oh, yeah. Well, after watching how Michael conducted himself. Yes. It just, anyway, I, I don't want to. Just watching I, Michael at practice. Watching. Oh, it's amazing. With the way that he spoke, because, I mean, we only had access like that for that last year in 97, 98, but watching how he spoke to Harper and Kukoc during practice, man, it was just like, if you, it's true, you either had to become a much better player or you would just go, you, yo, he, he gonna cry when he get in the car. Yeah, or just get out the way. Either, That's what I mean. He just either yeah, get on leaving. board or you get out. You crying when you get into the car. You leaving. You're not in there. It's crazy. It's so much a different. I think that debate is so different than the debate Jack and Tiger. Well, it's funny you say that because I was thinking about it last night. And with this whole announcement of the new schedule. And I, I want to go back to a week ago Sunday when I rewatched the final round of the 2019 <laughs> Masters. Oh, uh, here we go. There is no world of which I want to be a part of a Masters tournament without patrons. What? Watching, rewatching the 2019 final round last Sunday when it was supposed to be the final round of the 2020 Masters, the electricity of everything going on when the course would roar when they put up Tiger's score, when they saw that Molinari lost the strokes on 12. I you can't. can't have one without the other. You just can't. You can't. And I don't want sports without fans. I, I don't want the NBA. Believe, I nothing. Cannot, are you serious, man? Yes. Even you, who is behind the curtain 
and knows how the magic of TV can work. Yes. And understands how when you produce a show, how easy it is to elicit emotions from people that are sitting at home watching. It's and you, not uh, the same. Stop it. Like, I was wild. I thought I did text. I had a couple cocktails. I was ready to go. I felt like, oh, let's do a live podcast right now watching this. There is no way I'm interested. If we got to sit out a year, fine. But I want to get back to what we know. Because you know what it's going to be? A major championship without fans or patrons isn't a major championship. It's a bunch of dudes going together to golf course without fans playing golf. I don't want that. I can do that on my own. So what you're saying is it's the fans that make the major? It's the fans that, yes, they do. Okay, so then how come waste management is not a major? No, 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 no. I see what you're getting at, but that's not, <laughs> what I'm saying is that fans make the sport. They, they're, they're, they are part of the ingredient of the recipe that makes it a beautiful entree. Go play 16 without patrons at Phoenix Open, and you tell me how great it is. It's just another par three that they had a stock nine iron. Yeah, I, I that part. Fill it up with people. It's a whole different hole. Correct. But TPC I will, Sawgrass, nine times out of ten, you go to that without patrons, you're just going to knock on a wedge. No oh, big deal. No, that's Surround not true people? at all. That's not no, true at it. all. I that is on, not true at all. And I suck. You were not playing to try and win the Players' Championship. You were not playing, playing with three buddies, and I, I knocked it on. No, man, sorry, I, no. Sixteen, <laughs> 16 at sixteen at Phoenix. I'm gonna give you that one, but I'm telling you right now that if you are playing, if you're playing at Marion or Oakmont or Augusta National or St Andrews, if you are playing. You you name the major venue. You name it. If you are playing a major venue in a tournament to win a major championship, what you feel playing that event will not have any – it will not be diminished whatsoever oh. if there are no – if there are no patrons there. Now, oh. here's where – here's the thing. Here's what, here's what you're not allowing for. What you're not allowing for is – as a fan, will my experience watching it on television be a little bit different? And may that be a little bit diminished? Yes, I will give you that. I will tell you that if I'm watching, if I'm watching the Super Bowl and there aren't any fans when the Super Bowl is being played, yes, it's going to change it. We won't need the halftime show. You know, actually, we probably will. Probably will. <laughs> that'd, yeah. be, that'd be even more important. Halftime shows for us, not the people there. But will it diminish the game that happens on the field? No, no, it won't, because it's still going to have the same meaning. You're still playing for the Super Bowl. You're still playing no, to be a not. Masters champion. Yes, you are. You're not. Yes, you're, you are. It, you know what you're doing? You're doing what these dudes can do the other six months a year. The course is open. That's, you're no, going to play Augusta National. It's not the same as us playing with our buddies. Because look, and here's here's proof positive. These guys came from playing college, and they played for national championships yeah, in but college. You, that all you know the time, how many right? people there? Bruh, twelve people. Stop it. Stop it. Don't. Don't. Do not but compare do, but, okay, twelve but, people but, to a thousand people. Why behind do you think the pressure the ramps up when you're on tour? Because there's a gallery line in the tee box. It doesn't though. 
Yes, it. Oh my! I don't know. Even Finau explained that it's different, but he just enjoys playing for the people and is embarrassed to hit bad shots in front of people. But that goes into it. That's a mental part of it. That's a mental part. The crowd is a mental component of sports. Cool. How many people were close to Jordan Spieth the second time he dumped his drop in on 12? Have you played Augusta? Yes. Cool. So how many people are behind the 12 green and on the 13th tee? When I'm hitting? How many, how many patrons? How many patrons? 12 was packed. Um, 12 was packed. You've got all the movement around from 11. Behind Uh, you, 12 is packed. From the tee shot. Yes. When you walk off of the tee, how many patrons are in your eye line? None. He's already rattled by that point. And so when you take that drop, oh, as way a to go. professional so golfer. One, one hole in golf, you're using your one and a half you holes because then the tee shot on You 13th. use the 16th hole at TBC uh, Scottsdale. I'm going to use every hole at Augusta for that. You can't Except do it. 12 or 13? 12 and tee box at 13. And second shot at 13. <laughs> yeah, and you know why? That's why the average score at 13 is so low because it's like playing at a muni because they go yeah, driver seven iron. Yeah, that's why. Because there's no <laughs> one there. There's no pressure. Right. Right. That's why it's the right. Fact that, the on, fact man. that someone like you who tries to be a man of the people doesn't understand how important the people are in this sport is laughable. Here's the thing. I'm a man of the people because I'm a fan. And as a fan, I understand how important it is to a fan to be in amongst the fans. That part I understand. I understand when you go, man, the roars, when the fans are looking at the scoreboard, it's then, and the, the score changes. You know, look, the players don't look at the scoreboard and go, Hey, when this changes, watch the fans reaction. No, they no don't. One- but you know what they all tell you, Michael, they all tell you when we heard the roar from over on 15, we knew tiger did something and we knew we were going to have to do something. They all say that. All of them. True. Yes, but now they all can look up at a scoreboard and see what he does. Why would you have a scoreboard if there's no patrons? The scoreboards are for the fans. No, the scoreboards are also for the players because the players then know exactly where they stand for the tournament. A golf tournament without fans will suck. Sorry. The go- if you're going if you were planning on going to the event itself and being at the event and being part of that atmosphere, yes. It will suck. But guess what? Somebody who lives in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and wasn't going to the Masters is not now going to go, I ain't watching it because a tournament that I wasn't going to go to anyway doesn't have people that I don't know that are going to get to be there. That's a whole that's different That's Santa com- Fe, New Mexico calling right now to tell you I'm right. <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually Jim Ornstein, agent to the stars. Hey. Uh, well, and here's the other thing. Like, if you asked me, hey, would you watch a match with no Patriots? Well, hell yeah, I'd watch it. All but right, then. So what does that tell be, you? But it's not going to be any good. Are you going to – come on, man. Why are you – are you watching it to – are you going to turn it on and be like, I just want to see what it's like when there's no one cheering? Like, that's not why you're putting on the U.S. I'll so, give you one. Here, I'll give you one. Are, are you, I think, I think the draft – I think the NFL draft has to happen, but I think the way that it's going to happen is going to be – I'm going to watch it because I have to. You think I'm going to watch a huge Zoom phone call for the NFL draft? Let me I ask- like the fans and the energy and the podium, but it's going to go on because it has to go on. Doesn't me- mean that it's going to be as good. Let me ask you a question. 
Do you know anyone who's not watching the draft? No. Okay, so everyone that we know is watching the draft. Everyone. Correct. Yes. There's nothing else on. Well, we have to watch it because it's our job. Correct. Right. How many people do we know that it's not their job? That's who they care about. That's the millions, whole millions. Correct. That's the whole point. The whole point is just because it's the, you know you sound like you I can't believe that you're the guy who's going, let me tell you something. You young kids don't understand nothing. <laughs> when I was a kid, we didn't have golf balls. We used dirt. We used to, <laughs> we, we used rocks. We used to roll squirrels trouble. up in rubber bands and just hit them around and they'd squeak sometimes and you'd lose them. And I mean that's just just because this is different, you're already saying this is going to suck because it's going to be different. Why don't we? Why don't we do really one learned, first and see? What I really think we learned, Michael, is that in this podcast, I'm the man of the people, not you. You're, I think you're, you're the old man. man. No, I'm not. I'm why? Because I'm honest. Because you want? <laughs> pardon me. I'm going to get out my Theragun actually as we speak. So I'm going to go <laughs> run when I'm done here. But see, you got to use a Theragun before you run. Who's yeah. the old man? Better than stretching. <laughs> um, look, bottom line is, is we wrap up here on Matt and Caddy. I don't think just to satiate our appetites that we need to get in a habit of making it okay to do sports without fans. Cause the second you do that, they may not come back. You point that they're going to be I just, for those, here's, I, I, I'm Skype and I pointed the gun at him like I was making a point. <laughs> the but the second, the second you make the fans not feel wanted, they ain't coming back. What I don't you are talking out of both sides of yourself right now. That's impossible. You just said that it nothing matters without the fans. And if that were the case, and that really is true, and this is what I also have said it already on ESPN radio, and I agree with this too. When they tell fans it's cool to come back, it's going to be like the wildebeest crossing the Maasai Mara River. <laughs> like, there's going to be – everybody's going to wait. I disagree. Let the first one go. What? We had this conversation with college football. Like, the, the notion that you might play college football without fans, you do that, and they start going home, not dealing with traffic, crowds. Wait, going H-E-T-D. home. They don't go home. But no, 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 no. You, if you give – people and other option that they had never explored before there's a risk they might not go back to what they did before explain to me what they've never had what what option remember our friend remember our friends jim and mary at the beginning of the podcast jim and mary all right jim and mary have been season ticket holders at tcu located in fort worth see how i brought this full circle they've been season ticket holders forever at tcu Mm-hmm. and they know that there's traffic getting to games. They know that there's a pain in the butt to set up tailgates, but it's all they've done for their 25 years of marriage, and they absolutely love it. It costs a little more money. It's worth the hassle to them because there's seven home games a year, and they love it. Well, yep. if you tell Jim and Mary for a year that, you know what, we're going to play without fans because it's just not safe right now, and Jim and Mary save the money on the tickets, the parking, the tailgate spot, the crowd – Realize that there's seven different TV angles of high definition TV that they can watch from the comfort of their couch and still get drunk. They may say, you know what? I'm probably never going to go back to spending the money 
being with the crowds and going through everything I went through because this second option is better than the other one I had before. You must be running close to a farm because that is a bunch of bull right there. And you know why it's a bunch of bull and where your argument falls apart? How many home games did they buy in for? Hey, T- is T- Taylor, can you can you hear us? Yeah, I got you guys. Was that not a phenomenal point <laughs> that was, I just made? It was a pretty good point. Still, it's a pretty good point, but here's the problem. Here's where your argument falls apart. That's producer Taylor, by the way, hanging in. Yeah, producer Taylor. And this is why producer Taylor I know is going to be on my side. Because you were like, Jane and Tim, they seven games a year. And they now, Jim and Mary, Mary, well, she, you know, she might have had a little side action. But here's the thing about that (laughs) seven games that for 20 years they've been going, they don't go to all the away games. So you're saying what? They don't have high def when they watch them at home? Like, I got plenty of Alabama fans, friends of mine, Penn State. You name the college. You name the sport. Pro and college. You're not going to every game. So you still have not answered your own question. And that is, what are you giving people that they can't already get at home? And that is nothing. The nothing. Home, the home game experience. Yeah, you're not going to what all the, the home game uh. experience. Do you know one person? Just tell me one. Tell me one person that has never missed a home game. Oh, they're out there. Watch it at they're home. out there. All you know, of them. All of them. How many people do we know? I mean, most of the people that I know now, they do not buy season tickets all their own. What they do is they buy packages. So I got five home games and another one of my buddies and I, so we decide which home games we're going to go to. We get to pick them out, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what I got to do for all the other home games? I got to stay at home. And guess what I do? The same thing every freaking year. Every year you do the same thing. So you know when you get to sit at home and see your seven different angles on high def, you already know what you're missing out on. And you know what you still do? You still get your ass out the house and go down to the game because the experience of being there is different than watching it at home. Okay, so I can't wait for those thousands of fans to flock back to the golf course when you won't even let the caddy and player be caddy and player. You want a social... Yes, fans can't wait. Fans cannot wait to get back there to have that experience again. I disagree. I can't wait to go to a restaurant and a bar. I can't wait for all that, but I just, I'm telling you. You can't wait to go, hold up now. Then you just, again, you ruined your own argument. You you can't wait to go to a restaurant again. So on a Saturday night, knowing that you're going to have to go sit outside and wait 40 minutes to get a table at your restaurant and watch all this. Wait 40 minutes at any restaurant, big boy. (laughs) Yeah, but you're, I'm sorry. Yeah, you do. Because the Rolodex is not as good as mine. (laughs) But but that's the whole point. Capacity of a restaurant, 85 versus 85,000. Let me get this straight. I now the way that it's worked out is now I got to go to the restaurant that I normally would sit at and they just bring the food to my car and I drive home and I ain't got to tip nobody. I ain't got to worry about spilling nothing on my shirt. I don't have to worry about how I'm dressed and we can still have the food from all the favorite restaurants that I'm going to. No, we but can't. now I don't have to go to the restaurant experience. Nope. And but you're saying they're going to go flocking back to restaurants. But that experience doesn't count for sports. Child, hey. please. A, you should tip on curbside because these restaurants are struggling. These people are working so you can get your food. One. It's Two, though. the portions and to-go suck. Three, by the time Again, you get home. That's why. By the time you get that's home. Why, 
Hey, now you know why your portion sucks. By the time you get home, food's cold. You're not waiting for this restaurant. I gotta reheat the food anyway. All right, we're we're going in circles now. Restaurant, man. And I'm I'm gonna look punch the Skype camera. (laughs) I'm gonna put my Theragun right through this. Here's here's what we know for certain: Maddie, man of the people. Caddy, not a man of the people. That's it. Do not know that even close to for certain. So just for so you know, the gun before they go run, and just, the dogs barking at you like, "Bro, what are you doing?" Just even though it's, it's like, um, I think you're doing it wrong here, homie. Just so you know, Caddy doesn't want you guys at golf tournaments. You for know what? Caddy, if you're a man of the people, then wifey will be doing the gun for you to loosen you up. Hey. I'm a man of the people. ESG. So, so once someone's got to make money in this family, and it ain't the guy working at ESPN. All right. <laughs> that means both of us. My wife's not even here. Either. You'll be working. <laughs> All right, sure. for the caddy, yeah, Michael Collins. I'm the Maddie. This has been Maddie to get. By the way, oh, Taylor never even got to say. Taylor, whose side are you on? Tell the truth. Uh, you know, I, I lean caddy on this one because I think people are going to be more excited to go to these football games that they're missing out on if they can't go but this year. They're going to look at the screen that, and salivate. That'd Wait. be America's caddy. Thank you very much. Yeah, America's but now you guys are both talking about it. So not only does caddy not want fans there, then the year after he thinks they're going to be flocking. Once you tell someone, no, we don't need you. No mm, one's saying, no, we don't. Yeah. Stop putting words there. No one is saying, no, we don't need you. What everyone's saying is... We want you, but you can't do it right now, okay? We want you. We need you. We can't do it right now. And there's a squirrel. I solved my squirrel problem. Yeah, I see you. I see you, man. We solved my squirrel problem. You're not getting the squirrel food no more. We squirrel solution 200, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) We we see you. We need you, but we can't do it right now. You just summed up Michael Collins' 20s in one sentence. (laughs) See you guys next time. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.